0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company.
1: This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. The United States has been meeting with officials and companies in Africa to boost its supply of critical minerals needed for electric vehicles and other energy technologies. It's an effort crucial to the Biden administration's clean energy agenda, but it also aims to chip away at China's mining dominance in the region, while positioning the United States as a top supplier for the materials its companies will need. So today, Politico's Ben Lefebvre takes us inside America's energy diplomacy efforts in Africa, including the justification and pushback. It's Wednesday, September 27th.
0: energy diplomacy in Africa has kind of been renewed under the Biden administration. I think the Trump administration had kind of made noise in some efforts to kind of do this, but that kind of fell by the wayside. But we've seen the State Department's Energy and Natural Resources Bureau kind of set up workshops in countries like Zambia and the Congo to try to make a better offer than China on developing their critical minerals industry. They're doing this because the Biden administration obviously has made a big push to develop renewable energy and clean energy projects in the U.S., but those are going to be dependent on lithium and copper and other critical minerals that there's a huge source of in Africa. We have some of these deposits here, not for every mineral, but Africa is kind of like the Saudi Arabia of critical minerals. So they want to get in there after years of kind of letting China dominate the space.
1: Got it. And I'm wondering if you can talk about the China piece of this more. You mentioned that that China kind of dominates here. Could you describe a bit more how much of a stranglehold China has in the region when it comes to mining and critical minerals?
0: Yeah, they. I mean basically, they almost run all of it. I mean, the last large U.S. mining company, Freeport macmoran left Congo in 2020. And since then, that's been it. Now, if you want to source cobalt out of the area, you have to go through China, either as for raw materials, or China also has set up a lot of the refining and processing of these materials. So basically, there's just a ring of Chinese, either state-owned companies or kind of state-backed companies in the area. And that's, you know, obviously, we've seen that kind of raise alarm bells among senators like Senator Joe Manchin about, look, if we're going to do the clean energy transition, if we're going to try to make EVs a dominant form of transportation, we need to not depend on China for our source of these materials.
1: And so the Biden administration, it sounds like, basically sees in part Africa as an opportunity to kind of counter Beijing in the clean energy space. But you're also reporting that Republicans and advocates for U.S. mining have some criticisms of this effort. What are those criticisms?
0: They're saying that, you know, we we shouldn't be relying on countries like Congo, where a lot of these materials are produced using like child labor or in ways that really kind of damage the environment, that we should open up mines in the U.S. before we do anything else. What the Biden administration is saying, you know, if, as we talk to people at the State Department is like, look, we can do both. We can open up mines. You know, we are opening up mines in the U.S., but you know, a lot of the minerals that we need don't even exist here. Like we can't mine them. We need to go to Africa. What they're saying about the, you know, the the criticisms about child labor and, you know, damaging the environment is they're saying, look, we can offer our own expertise on this. We can bring best practices to, you know, how it's done in, in the Congo or, or Zambia or other places. You know, I think one of the examples we were given, like, was look microsoft is going to be looking for stuff microsoft isn't going to put up with this so they can offer the congo kind of like a way to level up their own practices and they're also some of these countries don't want to rely on china as being its only their only customer so the us will give them a choice as far as diversifying their output and will also be able to kind of help level up the production over there
1: To take a step back here for a second, I'm wondering whether, according to your sources, Ben, if you could kind of put into context exactly how big of an impact this State Department program could actually have on the U.S.'s competition with China. Like, is this effort going to make much of an indent in the long run in terms of this kind of competition with Beijing?
0: Possibly in the long run, we heard some opinions that this was not going to make a dent in China's dominance in the area in the short term at all. There was just an idea that we've seeded the ground there, you know, literally, I guess, uh, for so long that China is just too dominant in the space, that what we're doing now is still kind of what we should have been doing two decades ago. I mean, it just, it's just going to take a long time to develop the kind of supply chain that the U.S. wants to build there.
1: Also, three Republican committee chairs are threatening Ford Motor Company with a congressional subpoena if the automaker does not comply with requests for documents regarding its partnership to license Chinese battery technology. Earlier this week, Ford said it would halt construction on a planned $3.5 billion electric vehicle battery plant in Michigan, where it would utilize technology from a China-based company as part of a licensing agreement. Republicans have already launched multiple congressional inquiries over the agreement amid broader concerns over China's role in the U.S. supply chain for green technologies and its alleged use of forced labor. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Katherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.